0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. All right, Suns have the ball. Beverly gave him a shove. Don't call. And now it's out to Chris Paul. He'll put up a
1: three-pointer. Shazam! Chris Paul, you don't guard me, I'll make you pay. Again, an open little 10-footer just right of the lane by Chris Paul, and he nails it down. The Suns have Chris Paul bringing the ball up out of the backcourt. Three-point range. He'll shoot it and get it. Shazam! And the foul. And he's knocked down. Chris Paul going on a personal 8-0 run late in the third quarter to break the game open. The Suns blow out the Clippers 130-103. to They're going to the NBA Finals. Yes, we are. Win in six. He's got the Phoenix yes, Suns sweatshirt on. Yes, we are. You and Devin Booker, man. Pop that jersey. Devin Booker, Tom Chambers, Al McCoy. Alvin Adams, Joel Kramer. Come you on. name it. Rattle them off. Kevin Johnson. T.R. Dunn. Who are those twins in the 70s? Dick Van Arsdale. Van Arsdale. Oh, there it is. And Tom Van Arsdale. Dick Van Arsdale, the
2: original son. I've spoken to him about players at Utah. As he asked me what I thought. And former jazz man Jay Crowder. Crowder back to the finals for the second year in a row. It's amazing. Once he's once he hit a couple threes early, they're gonna win. When he, he hits He's threes. that
1: guy. Sometimes they go, sometimes they don't. But when he's on, most of the time they don't. Bonus weapon, and then Chris Paul, just elevating himself
2: beyond comprehension. What a ball game! I was driving in this morning, listening to Fox. First things first, they put him at number five all-time point guard.
1: If he gets the title, do they bump him up another spot or two? Who does he have to catch?
2: I don't think he would uh, be able to do that right now. They had magic. Oscar. Oscar.
1: Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, and Chris Paul. Chris Paul. He went for 41 points and eight assists. Yeah, what he was game. on that Kawhi Leonard uh, shooting thing. Kawhi, the game before shot seventy five percent, and this one Chris Paul shot sixty seven percent. Of course, you meant Paul George. Paul George, yes. Uh, poor Kawhi. <laughs> oh, Had to yeah. sit and watch. Well, thing poor. is, in his poor, right? Exactly. Sixteen of twenty four for Chris Paul. He's lighting it up. Oh, the game of his life! And man. then bonus to get uh, Patrick Beverly to snap. Yeah, it's a bad move. I mean, just shove him in the back. It's not good just under, under, under any circumstance. Just for looking at him.
2: Yeah. Terrence Mann, 2 of 7, 0 of 3. Did. Why? Didn't have a game. <laughs> and your big buyout,
1: Nikki Batum, not much. That's Batum. Nine points, four rebounds, two assists. Played um, 19 minutes. Okay, yeah, but not a difference maker. Not even close. Reggie Jackson, more of a difference maker. None of them made the difference in this game, obviously. Did it bug you that they fell apart in game six? Because yesterday it bugged you, that the Jazz no, fell apart I don't think in game they six. They fell apart. I mean, I think Chris, Chris, Chris Paul versus Terrence Mann. I mean, come on. It was Chris Paul versus nobody.
2: I mean, as it was Patrick, Terrence Man versus Patrick, nobody. No. Patrick well, wait, 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 i got to be happy. You get
1: all mad if I argue in a separate. You're right, Dave. You're right. You're right. No, everything's great. I'm sorry. Patrick Beverly and Cousins. No? Oh, yeah. You take him. I got him. Give a wide open three. It was they're a practice they were, shot. Do
2: you think they were poo poo heads? Because if you do, I do.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I thought you were going to remember that earlier. No. I'm surprised it took this long into the segment. Oh, I'm surprised that you just made that up. <laughs> Bucks and Hawks, game five in the East tonight. 6 30 on TNT. Series is tied 2 2. Trey's Young status to be determined. Giannis onto No timetable for his return. He's expected to miss the game tonight. But the good news is when he hyper-extended the knee, the MRI says he didn't tear the ACL. So that's good news because that would have been all the next year, too. Yeah, I didn't think he did. Not that I'm a doctor by any stretch, but it seemed like he had enough ability to walk off on his own power. I thought he did. He was in a lot of pain, and that thing bent the wrong direction. And then uh, this is the... uh, Dog Bites Man News of the Day. Jerry Colangelo, USA Basketball Managing Director, says LeBron's days of representing the U.S. in the Olympic Games are over. Of course, he's 36, and he's passed on consecutive Olympics, so been over for a while. Didn't think he was coming back at 39 for the next one. But three Olympics, a couple of gold medals, and bronze in 04. Jerry Colangelo's days of doing that are over, too. There you go. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football. Show me the money! It
1: is a brand new day, a brand new era. Players can make money off their name, off their image, off their likeness. Endorse products, sell posters for charity, and not get suspended.
2: I think that's a it's a, it's a misnomer. They're going to be able to above
1: board make money off their ability. Is this going to end the uh, underground no. cheating and all that? They'll just oh. still be paying guys twenty-five grand just to show up. So if I raise the speed limit to eighty, is that going to reduce speeding? That'll reduce it, but won't we'll eliminate it. If I
2: read exactly, that's my yeah. point. So, but I don't think that I think they're going to be able to make it off their ability.
1: That's that's the key here. So if Zion's in school at Duke, his ability yeah. is going to make him big-time money. Exactly, yes. Quarterbacks on college football teams have higher profile. Maybe that star linebacker is headed to the NFL. Yes. But that, that walk-on, good luck with that kid. Yeah, there's a big difference. You went extremes there. I did. There's a third, ha- literally 100 guys second in between.
2: Or third, second or third string offensive linemen. Okay, you uh, know we're gonna have Tom Homo on in two hours, and I was thinking about this. Outside of Gobert and Mitchell, I can make an argument that the BYU starting quarterback, especially if he's good, is the third most recognizable athlete. I guess you'd say in our state, he'd be battling the Man. Joe Ingles show for that honor. And so that kid, if he's good, I'll Zach Wilson. Kachoo flow. And you could only imagine what uh, Jimmer would have had, because that particularly his senior year, obviously that run that he had, I mean, not only took us, but it literally took the country in the college basketball world by storm. He was doing interviews on after ball games on national networks. That PTI was having him on. I mean, it was unheard of. And so those types, yeah, they're the ones off of their ability, are going to cash in. Now, I've already seen plenty of players out there. A BYU basketball player. No offense, but no one's going
1: to come rushing to you. But if you're really, really good, then yeah, absolutely. So the top two or three players on college basketball teams, at least locally here, are going to get paid? Uh, I don't think that necessarily the
2: top two or three. If they're really good... And in a given year, just because you're the top two or three, whoever was the top two or three players on the Utes last year, not getting paid, they weren't necessarily any good. I mean, they're they're okay, but I think if you can, you know, if you can take the world by storm, uh, back in the the glory days of a Van Horn and a uh, Andre Miller, and I believe too that local guys can, can really advantage. get going. If you if you have a personality, a la Reno Mahe. Everybody Literally everybody loves Reno I mean they named the show after him They just changed it to Raymond Uh, Because he's that type of personality He's so engaging Kalani was that way But he wasn't
1: a player of that stature Right But Britton Covey for example Local guy, tons of personality And he's somewhat of an underdog
2: too Because of his size That's another plus Yes And, And he's as engaging as they come for sure Yeah. So if you have that package with the ability, name recognition, especially now high school football, I mean your guys they do just such a phenomenal job of those television games and so you get to know the high school, the local high school star if
1: he stays at a local school.
2: Yes, yes. Which I think I'm hoping that it's a benefit for locals in recruiting keeping these stars home because that's an it's a problem it's not the epidemic as it is in arizona because arizona has way more numbers and just by virtue of numbers has more talent uh, but we've got it here i wouldn't say it's an epidemic here the way it is to our south but it is still an issue that difference makes guys being drafted in the nfl leaving the state multiple
1: guys this past draft So now our coach is going to be able to say, hey, come here. Because I wonder if boosters are going to – you're looking at it from a marketability standpoint. This guy can really move the needle. People are going to show up at the store if he signs autographs or pay attention if he does a radio or TV ad endorsing whoever, or digital ads, you know, the way things are going. But school schools going to set up pipelines so that everybody who comes, all the starters are getting something? And boosters just do it. Hey, it may not be great for my business, but I'm going to make sure that this guy gets... Yeah, but what's legal, though? I think you're starting to get into stuff that isn't going to be permissible. Yes, but to your point, eh, the speed limit's 80, but you can do 82 and not get caught. Oh yeah, sure. That's the. I mean, nudge issue nudge, every crime ever committed. Up. Right? Is nudge, the punishment nudge. greater than what right. I'm going to get? So yeah, I mean that that, that hasn't the, changed. The booster, the 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 key boosters are like, hey, we're not going to tell the coach or AD. It's just understood we're going to set something up so that every starter is getting something. Or at some passionate SEC school, Bama or Florida, LSU, whoever hey, let's make sure everybody on the two deep or everybody on the roster, so, where's this going? Are they going to win more? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I mean, then what difference does it make? Well, the four or five best and richest SEC schools are trying to make sure they beat each other. You know, Auburn says, hey, let's pay the whole two deep so we beat Alabama because Nick's driving well, us I- crazy. Occasionally they will.
2: But they're not going to do it consistently. It's already been established.
1: Florida State quarterback McKenzie Milton and Miami quarterback, De'Ara King, kicked off the NIL era shortly after midnight, signing on as co-founders of Dreamfield. It's a platform based primarily on booking live events for student-athletes, including autograph signings, meet and greets, and speaking engagements. So
2: I thought it was NLI. Did they change it to NIL?
3: NLI is National Letter of Intent, which is the legal document that binds you to the school you sign with. That's the
1: difference. Name, image, and likeness is the NIL, so that's going to get confusing. Yep. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NFL. Obviously, I love Derek and Def. we got
3: a great friendship, and we still communicate really, really consistently. He's one of my one of my best friends, so obviously it would be a dream uh, to be able to play with him. But, uh, you know, I'm a Packer now, so until that point uh, where we make that decision, I guess we just got to – we'll see what happens.
1: That's Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams. I'm being recruited by Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. Can he be pulled away from Green Bay one day?
3: Fresno State teammates.
1: Saints give All-Pro right tackle Ryan Ramchick a five-year contract extension worth $96 million. Richest deal in NFL history for a right tackle. $60 million of the 96 is guaranteed. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball. Ozzie whacks one high in the air, deep right center field, rising back towards the wall, and this one is gone. Ozzie
1: Albies with his second home run of the night, and it is 20-2 Atlanta. He's due for a triples binge. The 1-1. Swinging
0: so a line drive to right toward the corner. Chasing Margot. He can't get it. It's one hop off the fence. Turner racing for second. He's going for three. The relay throw from Brasso. The head first dive. He is safe. And Turner is hit for the cycle on his birthday.
1: Trey Turner, third cycle of his career. Finished that one off in on the sixth inning. Got that one early. Nationals beat Tampa Bay. Fifteen to six, and Turner is just the fifth player in Major League history with three cycles, according to the Elias Sports Bureau. Bigger, more shocking comeback in your mind? The Angels scoring seven in the ninth to beat the Yankees eleven to eight, or down seven nothing. Rallying for a 15 7 win as Milwaukee comes back on the Cubs after the Cubs scored seven in the first. But Milwaukee had the comeback by the fourth. Which one's well, more surprising?
2: The, uh, the Angels, some in Milwaukee's a much better team than the Angels. And I suppose you could argue the Cubs are a much better team than the Yankees. Uh, but the Brewers have been extremely hot right now.
1: They end up winning 15 7 in a day full of massive offensive outbursts. The Braves top everybody by going for 20. They beat the Mets 20-2. to Ozzy Albee, five hits, two homers. Padding his numbers in that round. Seven route. ribbies, five for six. So, let's see, two teams had 15. Somebody had 20. The White Sox had 13. You had a couple teams with 11 runs. That's a lot of runs. The spin rate, can we put that on the spin rate, or it's just, it's baseball any given day. Crazy stuff happens, and there were still teams that didn't hit yesterday.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that
1: just you never know, man. Their pitching gets thin, and you where know, you go, Latani has been hitting a lot of home runs, but not getting a lot of outs. But he got rescued from the loss as the Angels come back to win the other day. Bounced early, yeah, knocked out. Salt Lake Bees open a six-game series in Oklahoma City against the Dodgers tonight, six o'clock on twelve eighty. The Zone, Steve Klauke on the call. What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call in 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Brian Keel, former BYU and NFL linebacker, will join us at 8.30. Tom Homo at 9 o'clock. What is BYU going to do? Name, image, and likeness. they got a program and a plan in place. Of course, as the rules change and life changes, that may be altered, but they'll adjust. Tom will explain... To Cougar fans, what they've got planned at the Y, and that's coming up at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: The Big Show show, with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
1: Chris Mannix from Sports Illustrated. Chris, you covered Danny Ainge very closely there in Boston for a long time. You think he resurfaces in Utah?
3: I do. I don't know what capacity it would be. I would assume at least at first it's in some kind of advisory role. I think Danny was telling the truth where he said, I'm just not looking to work very hard right now. 18 years in Boston, two heart attacks. That takes a lot out of him. I can't imagine a situation where he'd want to step in to be in charge right away. You never know. Like Danny's competitive. I can't see Danny doing nothing for the rest of his career. I think after recharging the batteries for a little while, he'll want to get back into the mix, and the most likely landing spot would seem to be Utah.
0: Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought
1: to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ and PK in the morning is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Question of the day. What do you think's going to happen now that college athletes can make money off themselves? Now, above board. Brian says the Pandora box is open. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Great for the athletes, but you just, I guess he had more to say. Great for the athletes, but you have just given every college a free pass on everything, and there's no way to control it.
2: A Free pass on everything. What does that mean?
1: Paying athletes, cheating. Wait, it's not cheating anymore. No, it's legal. It's legit. It's above board. And there's no way to control it. Did it feel, do you like all that much was being controlled? No.
2: I don't know that the NCA has any ability to control anything anyway. It's more like golf. It's basically on the honor system And then somebody who sees it on TV gets tired of it and calls you out on it I mean that's looking like it's what happened down in Tempe There's a particularly one uh, Disgruntled ex-employee and He went Henry Hill and turned media informant so uh, if you have that I suppose but other than that Go towards what is real. And what is real is this is a massive business anyway. It's a massive money-making business. So let's stop pretending that it's about academics and all this other stuff because it's not. Very few players are choosing schools. Well, they've got just a great engineering program, so I'm going to go there. And I just happen to be a four-star football player. Come on. No one expects that to be the case anyway nor
1: has it been the case for a long time Yeah,
2: so we're just bringing into the real world and out into the open What's already been existing to great levels And there's a lot of folks out there. Well, my team doesn't do it. It's always your team. Yeah, we understand that I mean you, you live in a fantasy world We've all been exposed if you've been in this business and you've dealt with college athletics to the level that we have for so long it's your yeah. team, your yeah. team does it, that, that we know what, we, well, we don't know what's going on, but we know what's going on, and we just sort of just roll with it, and, and just, and the fans, if your team wins, I mean, you you don't care that most of them are the, the lowest form of major that they can have while still keeping eligibility, it, it just doesn't mean anything to you.
1: Here's the easy classes.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So who cares on that? You know, you act like it, you you just ignore it. And it's all in the the manner of winning games. So I think this is the right thing to do. I think there's a bunch of Pandora's boxes that are going to be out there for sure. There's going to be a bunch of stuff. Uh, And Alabama and Ohio State are going to win 11, 12 games. Shocking. And the rest of you are going to try to, you know, maybe next year. And you're going to enjoy the run. And if you should get a South uh, first place that year, good for you. And then you hope you win the game. And if you go to the Rose Bowl, you go nuts. And so I'm not sure what really is going to happen because I think it's unpredictable. But I like that they're going in this direction. And there's going to be a bunch of unintended consequences. Because some of these players are coming from impoverished backgrounds, and we know when, if you have money, there's going to be all sorts of people that are coming after you. That's the way of the world. That's the way it's always been. If you
1: have it, they'll try to separate you from it.
2: Yeah. Matt Harpering told me a story once of once he made it, and he was a guy who wasn't supposed to make it coming out of high school. And he told me the story of Kremens uh, giving him a scholarship because he was catching heat because the local kid wasn't being offered a scholarship and Kremens told him okay, I'll offer you a scholarship, but don't expect to play and he started all four years and So and I think when they had their 50 greatest ACC players He was named So he sort of came out of left field, which is ironic because Kremens uh, called him into a meeting after a baseball practice when he was in high school and so uh, he tells me the story of uh, an ex-teammate calling him up and wanting him to buy a car for him.
1: Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> There's someone trying to separate Matt from money. Yeah, Matt's got it. Let's see if we can separate him. And from he might him.
2: have even been a rookie. And, you know, who knows? Stockton tells that story of, you know, he's just hoping that he could just uh, stick for a couple years. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he ends up sticking for 20, and he's a Hall of Fame dude. So you really don't know. Uh, so a few guys, you know, Tim Duncan and Shaq and those guys, I mean, they knew, they knew LeBron, obviously, that they were going to be around. Uh, but could you even argue Colby would have known that he was going to end up having that career? He Maybe he did, but the rest of us we weren't so sure. Uh, so, you know, you wonder where's your place. And there's been other guys who are thinking they're going to be all that and it, it turns out they're happen. out the league in yeah. two or three years. Doesn't happen. Right. So they don't have life changing money. They get a nice bump in the short term but it's just a real short term so Matt doesn't, pro- at the time Matt probably doesn't know how long is this going to last and you know, he ends up lasting a good long while but he he wasn't sure maybe and so somebody's asking him, a t- an ex teammate, wanting him to buy a car and that's just like one one small example uh, you know that's like one tenth of one percent if you've got a hundred percent there of someone coming after you so Yeah but how- you can ask any,
1: you're right, yeah. but you can ask any athlete, they all have stories How is that going to be handled? The people who are on TV who we see who go into that they, when the topic comes up they all have stories. Deion Sanders tells stories. Charles Barkley tells stories. You can just go right down the line. Everybody's got stories. Right and, and these guys aren't going to get that kind of money I don't think uh,
2: but they're going to have people coming after them and, and we know. I've been with multiple NBA teams on the road and let's just say you know there's like a beauty contest out there and so how's that going to be? There's all sorts of temptation that is going to face these young men. I mean, some women, too, for sure, as far as uh, people wanting stuff from you. and They're not really interested in you. They're interested in what you have.
1: Brent says, team chemistry forever changed.
2: Uh, I'm not sure. I, I can't say that. Because I also think you have to have the personality, too. You can't just be this great ball player. You know, like if you would have got Andre Miller early on, the guy was as shy as can be. Absolutely. He worked into it by his senior year, and he chose to stay four. Well, the point is... Not now he wouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) He'd be gone now. Right. So in his early days... He's super quiet. Yeah, it's hard to get him to look at you. You know, and I got to know him. I covered him all four years, obviously. And so by his senior year, you know, he was good to go. But at that point, he's 22 years old versus 18. So what do you get there, uh, some of these kids in basketball? And in football, you know, you can be there for three, so maybe that doesn't matter as much. Uh, But then on the transfer portal, too, uh, guys coming and going. Uh, what what's going to happen there? Do you
1: like it, Charlie B. When you're transferring, Charlie Brewer. Well, he's going to be here this year. Do so. you really cash in when you transfer, yeah. and how much do you really bond with your teammates? And on one level, you do. You you know guys and all that, but it's not the same as knowing guys for three and four years. Yeah, I Charlie Brewer did not
2: grow up dreaming to be a Ute and <laughs> thinking no this chance. is the, you know this is what I've got to be. And um, um, that's my dream school. No, he came here uh, because they have an opening. Cam Rising got hurt. And Bentley, who clearly just came here because he thought he could beat out the competition, and we built him up. He had
1: 33 starts in the SEC. Nothing How screams, stupid does that seem now? Nothing screams the SEC has two tiers, and it doesn't have the depth of the Pac-12 the way that does. Yeah, he was out the he door. A, he wasn't good enough. No, his, his record in the SEC was good as long as he wasn't playing ranked teams against the ranked teams, the top four or five teams in the league. He wasn't good enough. And he came to the Pac-12, and it didn't go well at all. So he's a quarterback this year, but can this kid really cash in? I mean, if he walked down the street. Nobody know who he was. He'd blend right in. You don't yeah. even know what he looks like. Right. There were no interviews last year. Unintended consequences are guys now going to... We got this for years. We'd ask for a player, especially guys who were good, who we knew weren't taking many classes at the end because they had their degree, and they weren't available. Even though we knew they were. They weren't. And then it's the two times we filled in on the Jim Rome show, hey, we got guys available. Well, now... I mean, do you feel bad for the SIDs now who have to decide who does post-game interviews and who doesn't? Or do they just make everybody available who's requested? Because the access has been getting tightened. But now, if you don't give a guy access to the media, you could be costing them money.
3: Well, that's the problem also. If they have a contract, they're going to be stipulated they have to appear. Andrew Brandt's out there saying that there's a Program that's a flagship radio station that's apparently going to pursue five athletes throughout the season and pay them twenty five thousand per year. Who the hell's Andrew Grant? He's a sports media. Huh. uh He actually teaches at Villanova now, but he's a former executive in the NFL.
2: And so they're just going to go be a uh, weekly t- appearance to them. Like, you see like how Tom I'm, Brady did in Boston yeah, for, for a yeah, uh, sure. like yeah.
1: Joe Ingles here? W E E I with and yeah, Brady. It's not
2: twenty thousand.
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> sure. No, but I think that in a place like, say, Columbus, right? That's a pretty good sized city. It's about the same size market as as the Utah market. And obviously there's massive passion for Ohio State. That's just one off, you know, maybe a Michigan athlete in Detroit would do the same thing. A USC quarterback in LA, could they do it? Yeah. Right. For sure. I can
2: give you an exclusive interview after the game. On the field. Boom. This ten minute spiel that they have. <laughs> and you see sports information people running around trying to put out fires because all the T V people want the immediate reaction with the fans in the background and blah yep. blah because it makes for great television. It looks way
1: better. Yeah, we than seen, guys standing in front and, of and Grey Wall. Seen
2: Sports information people running around just trying to put out fires here on the 40 yard line. They look like they're running for Heisman. They're cutting, they look like Reggie Bush against Fresno State. Uh, they're over. <laughs> the nice! I can side. see that. They're <laughs> on the left sideline. Yeah. They're cutting back to the yeah. middle field. They're at the right sideline. Yeah.
1: Hey, that guy in the end zone's got a
2: camera. And then they scream at some sap who's doing it. Meanwhile, there's three other stations right over there. Yep. I mean, I got it that one year. But, uh, at oh, the Vegas, at the Vegas Bowl. Matt Ballman, of all people. Matt Ballman. Local guy. Skyline yeah. guy, if I remember yes. right. And so I'm working right. for Channel 2 back in the old days when they valued me. And I'm on the field giving an, doing an interview, and it got cut off. After the Vegas Bowl. Matt's got to go. The, <laughs> season's over. Career over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that literally was his last interview, I would think.
1: He's a good college player, but yeah. he didn't have the um, the measurables to be a pro. No. If he'd been three inches taller and his arms have been five inches longer, he probably would have gone to the NFL and, and run and all that. And he yeah, played right.
2: linebacker for BYU, one of Broncos' gutty guys that he mm-hmm. made a living off of and cashed it in to $3.2 yeah. million. They were
1: in the Vegas Bowl and they won, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, I don't remember which one. But, yeah, they won, and so everybody's out on the field. Uh, it might have been the uh, game where Max Hall's mother, you— Baited him. <laughs> I did what? <laughs> she got right in my face. <laughs> I told that to the Utah coaches. They couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, this is on the field in Vegas. And then we have the camera. And it's dark at that point. So the light's shining. And I'm just, hunt- I got the microphone. I'm hunting for interviews. And, uh, and I can remember I had Matt Ballman And the sports information came up and just, cut it off. He's got, yeah, as you said, he's got to go. I'm like, now where? Where? <laughs> turn <But>, his <laughs> shoulder pads. It's
1: the Christmas. manager right? needs them now.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, there's everybody else. I mean, there's
1: hundreds of people out on the field. I know, but they're know, getting their marching orders from the coaches and, yeah, and, and all that's got to change it. And the thing is, matter, then the technology, find. you know, the big camera and the TV stations. But now, who knows who's trying to make money off TikTok and shooting video on their phone? It's not going to be as obvious. you got a 30-pound camera on someone's shoulder and a two-person crew. How do you...
2: Yeah, that'll be real interesting, and we can ask Tom about that in an hour and a half. What's it going to be? Suppose somebody, Jaron Hall, has a deal with Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel 4, Channel 13. I don't think I left out anybody, right?
3: The Zone Sports Network.
2: Okay, us too, yeah. And so you do and. And an exclusive for before you go in, and then nine times out of ten, they have the quarterback in the post game uh, and they sit down, and you know, there's a 10 minute cooling off. But he says, No, I this 10 minute cooling off period. I mean, that's
1: just sort of created. I mean, it's not any big So the emotion's role. gone, and somebody doesn't say something crazy into a camera that everybody's got to answer for, theoretically, hopefully. Yeah, but then Max still said what he right. said. Right, 10 minutes later, uh, some people are still hot. Yeah. And, and and they don't enforce that rule on the field after wins, but they try to enforce it after losses. In the before times when we did on-field interviews.
2: Yeah, and going forward here, you know, who knows what they're going to even do. Is they going to do Zoom stuff? I mean, Scotty was telling me he heard BYU was going to be doing Zoom stuff in the season. I mean that's their prerogative because then they can really really control everything. Oh, they just don't let you ask a question. Well, but you can't even go down on the field. Right. So you're not Yeah, they can do that, but I mean that that guarantees the 10 15 whatever minute cooling off period it is. Uh so and because they do it reverse, the Utah lets the players go first and usually BYU has the coach go first. And so their choice. I mean, I don't know no rhyme or reason. They just that's the way they do it. So Kyle usually, uh, depending on what's going on with shower, and and then then come in after the players and and do his thing. And he's he's so far along now. He's not gonna say anything that's gonna get himself in trouble. He's been doing this for years and years. He's a master at it. But uh, and then what about what what about the coaches, man? What about? I guess they can regulate them more, but. Who's to say we don't have somebody has an exclusive deal with Morgan Scalley Because if you're going to let a player to do it and, mm-hmm. and you have no power over a player or some uh, local kid who got hired as uh, the defensive back coach and he's you know he's making good money for a guy on the street but he's not making big time money and so what would happen there? And I got you right after the game. How's, how's that going to be? There's a bunch of unknowns that just make the whole situation to me fascinating although I think in the bottom line is I'm not really sure what's going to make a difference in terms of winning and losing and it goes back to like I said last week or earlier this week with the jazz the average fan couldn't care less I think anyway who's calling the shots as long as the shots are that are being called are good does it matter
1: to Joe Blow, jazz fan, if it's Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, I think you're the pretty, man in the moon? I think you're pretty hardcore at that point. That when you start to identify with managers and root for uh, management, I mean, coach, manager, general manager, whatever, you got to be pretty hardcore to say, oh, this guy's good and this guy's not. I mean, you really got to be into it. Yeah. You're not the so average jazz fan. So who matters, what matters,
2: it, it, what matters rather than who. And, and for the fan... Do I care if the quarterback's getting $50,000? No, I care if the quarterback played well and threw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. We've
1: already seen that in the NFL, right? <laughs> One quarterback's making $30 million, another's making $13 million. But who gets into the end zone at the end of the game and wins it? Because most NFL games come down to a couple possessions at the end of the game anyway. Stay close, win it in the fourth quarter.
2: Do what you can to win. Does do the, what I mean? You people who are listening to us—they're fans, right? Ninety-nine percent of them are fans of whatever team you're a fan of. And do you care if anybody's getting any money? And do you think it's going to make a difference? Is now all of a sudden is Utah going to
1: become the beast of the Pac-12? Who does it really move the needle for and who does it reinforce what already exists? Well, if you're in L.A., you're going to have more money and they're going to be able to pay players. And okay, well, SC's already been good for decades. So are we just moving the bag back a foot? Yeah, because four or five SEC teams are going to have more money than everybody else, as opposed to right now when four or five SEC teams have more money than everybody else. They should be involved with teams having more money. They're not, supposed they're, boost, to they're not supposed to, and I'm not convinced that'll happen. But even if, the, even if officially people don't get involved, like Alabama boosters and Florida boosters, now the game is played, they'll just go off to the side and take care of it themselves. And they'll outspend Vanderbilt boosters, and nothing will change.
2: And I don't think there's a win-at-all-cost passion in the Pac-12.
1: There never has been. So what's it going to be? Carol and USC? Well, when Oregon gets it, it stands out.
2: Well, yeah, they are going to be one or two, but I said Pac-12.
3: Right. As a conference, like you were saying.
2: I mean, is Oregon State all of a sudden just going to go bonkers? No.
3: Washington State's not doing it either.
2: I mean, they'll, they'll do what they do. But you're always going to be behind the the two schools in the desert. I mean, there's really no passion for that. I mean, they have a passion in Tucson for softball
1: and basketball. It's a much smaller scale. But football? But again, the passion tends to follow the teams that win. So even if you go off into the Olympic sports and start discussing baseball or softball or volleyball or whatever, the money is going to follow the teams that win. So the teams that win already have an advantage. But just barely. Yeah.
2: The Devils, years ago, beat Notre Dame on a Saturday. They moved to like 8-1. and one. They beat Notre Dame, and it was a one thirty game. The prime time. And I can remember being so excited, and I go to the gym on Monday, and it was two hours before they even mentioned it. Because it was all about the Cardinals.
1: Well, when they beat How's somebody bigger than Notre Dame... <laughs> Okay, that would be the Cowboys. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm.
2: So what's going to change there? I'm not sure and I'm all for these kids getting cash. Great. And I'm all for everybody getting cash. But
1: I think there's a lot so what's to be said change? For the, a lot to be said for the move the bag back. And maybe somebody gets an idea and gets ahead of the curve. And gets a boost out of it. But that has also already happened, right? Gonzaga basketball and Boise State football have figured something out and elevated themselves. So there's always somebody figuring something out and elevating themselves. Yeah, they got good players. Right. And so somebody somewhere may figure, hey, we're going to do this and all these these kids are going to make money off TikTok. Here we go. TikTok's it for you, huh? I just had someone explain to me how a (laughs) 20-year-old was making a ton of money off TikTok. It was obvious. (laughs) There was a frame of reference. (laughs) So maybe they will. I mean, you and I aren't going to do it, I don't think, unless someone comes in and says, this is how we're going to do it, and then we go do it.
3: Oh, we're going to get you guys on TikTok. That'll be fun. (laughs)
1: I don't. The problem is, I don't think our audience is I will, on TikTok. No, no, no.
3: I will sign up for TikTok. I'm not on TikTok myself, just to get you two on it. So let's make it happen.
2: I run the other way from social media. I don't think it's real, but the cash that's
1: available is real for some who are involved in it, and good for them. Yep. All right, DJ and PK. We will run all of this past Tom Homo. He's going to join us at nine o'clock. We'll see where this is going. Brian Keel will be here at eight thirty. A local guy who stayed local. Who was good enough to go to the NFL? Did he come along 20 years too early? We'll talk with Brian coming up at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone
0: the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: DJPK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repair experts. For a free quote and for all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. How's the reaction from the Valley of the Sun? Oh my gosh, I've seen
2: stuff of them going to the airport. Of course, they are all sweating at 2 in the morning.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Still 101.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were, they were flocking Sky Harbor. The Suns are the original team. They, they are.
1: They got there in the late 60s. Yeah. Cardinals didn't show up until the 80s. And they're not a transfer
2: team or relocation. How would you
1: phrase right. that? Well, the, the Cardinals moved in from St. Louis. Yeah. And a been in Chicago, vagabond team, bouncing around. Right, right. Whereas the Diamondbacks... And the Suns were expansion teams, but the Suns got there first.
2: Had, yeah, so, so they're the first love. Had fifteen years to yeah, they build the, things up. They were the link to the big time. Uh, more than that, I mean, you mean fifteen? I mean, they had close to twenty.
1: Right. I mean, the Cardinals moving in '84. I thought the Suns started in '69, but I could be wrong. Oh, I mean, I, I thought I'd it was '67, '68.
2: Like ah. But anyway, whatever. Uh, your point is the same. Uh, So, yeah, and the Diamondbacks came along in, what, uh, 98, I think? Uh, So, yeah, they're they're the first love. And so there's a lot of folks there that have gone through a lot with them. I mean, they sucked for 10. I mean, they won 16 games two years ago. You realize that?
1: That's... Over an
2: 82-game season. They won, like, 16 games. And they kept promising Devin Booker, will we'll... We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, when they get there, they obliterated every step you're supposed to take.
1: Yep. Brought in Chris Paul, and to a lesser degree, Jay Crowder, who had paid their dues other places, and that gave them veteran playoff experience. And then add water and stir.
2: And nope. don't forget Money Williams too. I think you got to put yeah, him in that Monty. that category. I mean, that guy's been through a lot. Lost his wife in a, in a traffic accident. Uh. And from what I understand, a phenomenal human being. Remember a guy named Ryan Anderson played at Cal. Play it was a, a like a six ten uh, shooter. Yep. And uh, his longtime girlfriend may have been his fiance. Uh, took her own life. Monty Williams went over and literally held Ryan Anderson in his arms the whole night. And then Paul Westfall, who was uh, one of the most famous sons that they had, and player and coach, obviously. Uh, he died here uh, within the last year, I believe. And I saw a thing from Paul's wife. Uh, said, and she didn't really know Monty uh, because Paul was living in Scottsdale. Uh, he, uh, he said, I'll be here. I texted her at, at uh, like 6.30 in the morning. I'll be over at 8. And was there. And said, okay, I got to do this, this, and this. I'll be back at 4.30. And was there. So, And the eulogy he gave uh, for his wife when his wife was killed by a negligent driver was just off the charts man so this guy when you're talking character he's right at the top of the list and uh, what a man from what i understand and so yeah this is a phenomenal story so the valley is just rallying around these guys much like we
1: would do here Yep. cinderella season out of nowhere breaking the mold yeah, six years. And as much as we two years here ago, and say everything opened up for the Jazz, everybody was injured, and this was the year the Jazz were 0-3 against these guys in a regular season. Would they have taken them down if they got to the know. series know. Yeah, well we'll never know. I wish we did know. Yeah. Uh
2: because that would have meant they would have been in the conference final. Uh, I, uh I'm a homer here, but I like their chances, even though they did go on three. Maybe they're the maybe they're the ultimate. If they should win this, and if Anta and or Trey Young is going to be out Obviously, that's going to make a huge difference in the favor of the Suns. And so maybe in a week and a half, if they get these four wins, this can be the one that stands up and says, Nobody believed in us! Yeah, and right? actually have it be the closest to accurate in terms of 100% that it's ever been. The team that's won 16 games two years ago?
1: You're out of town, man. Worst to first happens in the NFL. It's not really an NBA thing. But the Suns, you know... Wh- once or twice a decade, there's a team that doesn't fit the mold of an NBA champ, and they're not there yet. Right, but they would be the 2011 Mavericks, maybe even more so. I
2: don't know because they won 16 games two years ago. The 04 Pistons, and they did not make the playoff last year.
1: That's highly. I'd say maybe highly, the
2: Celtics when they added uh, those guys, uh, Ray Allen and Garnett. You know what were they the year before?
1: I don't even know i i don't I, I don't know either,
2: so maybe that might be something, but it, if you even come close to liking the nBA I think this has got to be a feel good story and chris paul at thirty six bouncing around always injured at the most inopportune times knock on wood that it doesn't happen in
1: the finals Celtics with a good call by you twenty four and fifty eight and then they make all the moves, and Garnett's the Defensive Player of the Year, and Ainge's the Executive of the Year. <laughs> Paul Pierce is the Finals MVP, and they got the title from one year to the next, huh? Right. Yeah. From 24 wins to 66 wins,
2: and they had eight more wins than the Sunset two years ago, and last year you, you can't sort of really count that. And the big thing is they went eight zero in the bubble. I remember people just oh that was going a big deal. That. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. Uh, they still didn't make it. Uh, but I, I guess it was a big deal, but
1: it's kind of it was a screwy deal. Well, but maybe uh, it was a big deal. Quinn Snyder has said, and some of the players have alluded to it too, that that layoff was like an off season. And oh, people, we had Kenny Smith on the air. Kenny Smith, another one. Yes. So I, I think there is consensus around the NBA that that, as much as it was dead time to all of us because there were no games and everything just stopped, you know, behind the scenes. If you had a hoop and you needed to learn to go left and launch a jumper, well, there's plenty of time to go left and launch a jumper. So there was an off-season to study film and skill improvement and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, so if you were a third-year player, when you got to the bubble, you were a fourth-year player. That was Kenny Smith's uh, statement on the air. Uh, First time I had really thought about it, but he brought that point home. And now the Suns are bringing it home. And so... Backing up his take. But th- does that make them a fifth-year player if you're a fourth-year player or just an extension of the fourth year? I'm not sure. Don't take
1: it too far. Just take the bigger <laughs> point. Don't pull a me.
2: <laughs> Get lost in the weeds. And I hope Chris Paul doesn't pull a hammy. I mean, yeah, I got to right. admit, I would like to see them win. But I got family. As My sisters were and my wife were just exchanging texts last night. After, it well, towards the end when it was obvious they were going to win because uh, no, I told you guys in quarter. the break, they, my one sister lived there for 50 years and the other is approaching 45 and my wife's a native uh, of it. I wish my father was alive. Obviously, I wish him he was alive on many different uh, accounts, but he always hated the local teams. And anytime the local teams won, I'd just razz him as if I was just the most diehard fan all get time. all giddy?
1: This is the greatest thing. Are you fired up? This is Yeah, gay. like,
2: you know, when the Barkley thing was when they went to the finals. They've only gone to the finals twice, so there hadn't been a whole lot of times. But So basically, it was the Barkley. There's only been once. And I was like the biggest Suns fan, and we would talk after the games, and I'd just do it just to bug them. I mean, I got the Suns sweatshirt on now. I had to go uh, rummaging, rummaging. to get, find it. And it was all dusty. <laughs> I know. I've got this somewhere. And I'm not even sure it's mine.
1: <laughs> it fits you well, I'll give you that.
2: Uh, yeah, I looked at it and I thought, oh, and this might be a little too tight. <laughs> it literally had dust on it.
1: Suns lost in 6 to the Celtics in 1976 and they lost in 6 to the Bulls in 93. Yeah, 93 well, or 76 it wasn't uh it wasn't
2: applicable for us with the uh, with Phoenix. Uh, but in 93 certainly it was. Actually, I was living in California at the time.
1: You were right about the 20 years, by the way. It was uh, the 68-69 season, which is why we had the difference on the Suns and when they started. But the the Cardinals moved there. It looks like they moved there in 88. I thought it was 84. So 88, that gives them two full decades to get there and build all that love. And now they're feeling it. Right. And they had a pretty good team during those times. They just never
2: get overwhelmed. The parallels between the Jazz and the Suns, for me personally, having lived in both communities and still have a heavy presence in the Phoenix area, even though I've lived here for 28 years now, I see so many similarities. Because if they would have won on the road, you can bet our airport would have been jammed. They did jam it after
1: that shot in Houston. Right. So, Yeah. And so they happen to win have, on the road this we have, time. We have video in the Channel 2 archives you could dig out. Fox out at the airport in the middle of the night with 10,000 people over at the executive terminal. Great. bust busting Stockton's chops as they leave in cars. John Stockton is in this car! And Stockton's down low trying to hide from everybody. Heard that story. No change there. You're consistent. I was, yeah, I was, I was in Houston, so I didn't get to see any of this, but I heard all about it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the... the and I wonder if, if people around here, if, do they
2: care? Are they jealous? Do they hate Chris Paul? I wonder what the mood of our area is towards the Suns going to the finals. I don't have a good read on it. I'm obviously, if it was the Lakers, we've all got tremendous reads on
1: it. <laughs> but okay, so
3: my assumption is it was a shrug of the shoulders here. So during this, I got a text from a regular listener of ours says this. I hate the Suns. I'm it wrong. It sucks they are going to win the title before the Jazz. The Clippers are brick city, and they couldn't shoot a wick.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I have a real hard time cracking on the Clippers with three guys of the rotation not playing. But and he's then,
3: not a fan of the Suns. So he's, okay, so, a, so there's some it's jealousy just a jealousy. Yeah. It's, it's a jealousy factor, correct. But what what I, level is that? Do
2: uh, you view the Suns as – the because I view them – the. Very similar in the franchises. Uh, the the only difference is they had ownership that
1: sucked for ten years, and somehow he stumbled into something. Well, the the parallels were obvious until the last decade, and then they've kind of veered off and gone. And- but if
2: they get their title, you'll take ten years of sucking. Heck of a trade, huh?
1: Yeah. Ten years of sucking, but at the end of that, uh, what's not the end of the rainbow? What would it be? At the end of that dark cloud, there is a rainbow. Well, it, it, the Pot title. of gold, Larry O'Brien trophy. And Sarver gets it. I know.
2: <laughs> if, if he gets it, he gets it after just mismanaging the thing left and right. And somehow,
1: you're. did you luck into it? I mean, I don't I have a hard time thinking teams luck into titles. But the previous five years, they averaged about 23, 24 wins a year. I mean, they were nearly a 60-loss team for five straight years. Not quite, but nearly. That's a lot. That's a lot of losing. 60 wins is a massive number. 60 losses is a massive number. And even when
2: they had the number number. one pick, it was viewed they screwed that up. Now it's turning out they didn't screw it up that bad. Because Ayton's coming into his own. I was so glad to see... I'm screaming at the TV about friggin' time <laughs> early on when they were going to him. So he's coming to his own, and he's chased away a lot
1: of ghosts. He's making a lot of winning plays. Yeah, you, you got to give a, him his. He dude. set up a Crowder three right before the half with an offensive rebound, and that wasn't. Uh, I'm the only guy here, and the rebound falls to me. There's a lot of that going on because teams are worried about transition and giving up fast breaks, but he he was in a crowd of like four or five guys, and he wrestled the ball away from everybody. That was a old-school tough-guy rebound. And he threw it to Booker, and Booker hit Crowder for three. He's making winning plays. And how about Chris Paul? Is he more likable now? No. He, he, no? <laughs> no. He's a bleep. <laughs> Chris Paul? Yeah. Chris Paul, at the end of the third quarter, he drives the hoop, gets a nice bucket. It's when he's on that little personal 8-0 run that really blew the game open. Give him credit for blowing the game open. And he goes out of bounds. When he runs up court, he's looking to create contact with Cousins. Now, Cousins helps him out with a little flare, Not throwing the elbow, but he can kind of flare it. And so, Chris Paul goes down. He totally flopped. I mean, you can hate all the soccer floppers because they flop and it's not fun to watch. But he flopped. And the camera over so you're overhead, isolating a play. He's, but he's famous for this. <laughs> he's famous for this. And they, they take Zoto. Famous And he's lying on the ground and he's smiling at his teammates like, I got him. To isolate no, I think, I think Chris Paul's a Chris classic. Chris Paul's a bleep? Get out of town. That's an out-of-town guy
2: taking a shot at somebody who if he's Chris never going to have to be held accountable if for. If Chris
1: Paul is on your team, you like him. If he's not on your team, you don't like him. And all of our guys, no matter what team they're on, they're the greatest guys ever, and we love every one of them. That's not true, and you know it. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. We were just talking about Stockton two minutes ago. Now. I'm talking about now. Chris Paul's a bleep. You know, Chris Paul, you know what he's going to be soon? A champion. Yeah, these are four wins away. It's right there. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up. Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director in one hour. Name, image, likeness, players getting paid. How's this going to change the competitive playing field? How BYU is going to handle this with their athletes? We'll talk with Tom Homo at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.